This is Clint, host of the Geek League Podcast and your future overlord. You are listening to this freaking show. What's up, everybody? I am Travis. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm GeekCast Joe. And welcome back to another episode of This Freaking Show, the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Uh, awesome show for tonight. Uh, but how are you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah. Tired. Long weekend. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Uh, well, as we record, today is Easter, so happy Easter to you guys. Happy Easter to you, too. Indeed. And to you. Yep, yep. I'm uh, I'm enjoying my Easter basket right now. Nice. <laughs> nice. A lot of little single serving alcohols. Yeah. Well, see, and that's and that's a good and bad thing that I found out with this keto diet because with the diet, I can't eat candy. Mm-hmm. But because of the amazing mother I have, instead of filling my basket full of candies and chocolates and chocolate bunnies and stuff like that. She gave me not only uh, crystal light flavoring, like little squeeze things you mm-hmm. put in water. Yeah. But also a fifth of uh, Tito's vodka. Nice. Nice. And a bunch of lemons and limes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I've uh, I've been enjoying that uh, for a good chunk of this evening. Uh, still am. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> so this is a lot better than um, trying to drink that uh, straight bullshit uh, whiskey. I tried to on our first episode of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it was uh, it was really too. unpleasant. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't uh, even what, try it. It was you. you. <laughs> oh, it was just, it was just unpleasant. It that, that was not a uh, a sipping whiskey. That was more of a dump it down the fucking drain whiskey. <laughs> I mixed it. Yeah, I don't even think with sewer it. water exactly, and don't drink right? it. Just leave it alone. Right? It's like it's like a higher quality malort. <laughs> not even worth tricking your friends into drinking uh, no Joe, we found oh, a new God. person that we need to get to drink malort yes yeah yeah my girlfriend uh never uh never tried it so nice. uh she didn't seem to want to do it until my mom's like yeah you gotta try it and then she knows you, it you doesn't matter it. whether or not she wants to or not she has she to. has to. she needs to try it it's, everyone told her it's part of the we initiation we gotta get a uh, a vintage that actually tastes bad, though. <laughs> that actually tastes bad. We gotta get two different kind of malorts. One that's tolerable, and one that uh, you know has regret in it. Yeah. Well, like that one I brought to Halloween just was not as bad as they have been in the past. Or you're just building up a tolerance to it. I don't know. Like my my wife tried it for the first time there, and she she didn't care. It was fine. Yeah. It was shocking. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, "Yeah, what's the big deal about this?" Uh huh. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe she's a closet drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt that. <laughs> no, I, I doubt too. Man, but, awesome. And when she's when she's drinking in the closet, it's just straight malort. <laughs> it's just all malort. <laughs> just, just practice, right. practice malort. It's like, oh, well, Joe's not here. Just get into that closet. Like fuck him. 
Um, but no, no, um, yeah. So today was an awesome day. Um, today's show is gonna be awesome because we are bringing back the segment of um, freaking flicks. Yep. Uh, Colin won the last one, so Colin uh, decided the um, um, scenario of the movies we're doing. Uh, Clint's gonna be on. I don't know if he's ready or not. Should probably yeah, find that out. It's about that time, so he should be. It's about that time. Yeah, I mean, he should. Uh, let's see. Here. Let's see if he uh, if he said any. Hopefully the uh, the uh, season three uh, jinx of it all doesn't uh, happen. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry guys, I uh, lost internet connection. Right. As he's. Like on the internet messaging us. As he's on, as he's <laughs> on the internet, like, hey, man, my, my Wi Fi ain't working. Like, yeah. how are oh. you messaging us? <laughs> um, the power of love. <laughs> yeah, just the power of love. <laughs> so. Oh, man. I, I was born you, ready. Yeah. I was born ready. I gotta tell you, though, vodka and water with just a lemon and lime is probably now my favorite drink of all time. Is now? Is now. Nice. I believe it. I'll have to try it. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, like, if, it depends on how you, obviously, when you pour any liquor, how you taste it. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. do it. Yeah, I just do a shot of vodka into it and fill the cup of water and throw in, like, the lemon and lime. You barely taste it. I mean, you get you get that flavor that Tito's vodka has without, mm-hmm. like, without, like, that harsh taste behind it. So it's fucking amazing. Um, I do miss beer. I'm not going to lie, but. I don't miss beer enough to uh, bastardize my uh, diet with it. Hey, that's what matters. Yep. Absolutely. Let's see here. Oh, Clint, this sounds born ready. That's why you said that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just making a fucking statement, Joe. <laughs> nope. Okay, well, uh, according to Skype, he's away, but we'll just add him anyways. See what happens. I'm not even going to do a, uh, I'm not even going to do a, hey, let's cut to Ooh. a pro. Oh, fuck it. We're just going to bring him on. Yeah, see I haven't done that in a while. Oh yeah, fuck that. We're just gonna bring him on. This is this is what the show's about. We can <laughs> change things up, make things more exciting and interesting and shit like that. Yeah. Damn so, right. Yeah. You know. Hey, while we're waiting for him, uh, if you want to pick yourself out a nice necktie, go to dapper tie. dapperties.com. Remember to use the discount code Freakin. That's F R E A K I N to get free shipping on your order. That's wearedapperties.com. <laughs> Nice, Joe. Very nice. Nice. Uh, what was it? I mean, he fucking hung up on me? I'll I don't call. Know. Let me try it again. I'm willing to give him a second chance. I have been so addicted to this mobile game lately, it's ridiculous. What nice. is it? It's called Burrito Bison Launch Libre. <laughs> you just. Burrito Bison Launch Libre. Launcha. Launcha Libre. Yeah. It's just you launch luchadors. Oh. And you land on gummy bears and see how far you can get. And you, you can, land on gummy bears. Yeah, and then you can upgrade your thing to go farther and if you go into the clouds, you became a you become a giant like Gummy monster and just a gummy meteor and then shoot into the ground. (laughs) 
But so I mean, like, like, what's going on in that game there, Colin? Yeah, well, it's not too much, but it's really addicting. Um, I might need to see help for it. So, but yeah, but yeah, we nice. uh, definitely been a long weekend. I gotta say that. Mm. Well, you're working on your midterm all weekend, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yesterday and the first thing this morning, but Friday just seemed like a really long day. It didn't go in, but it just seemed like a long day. And then yesterday was long because that's when I was doing the midterm mostly. And then today was out all day for Easter. So I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off on your life because I think Clint's on. Okay. I could be. Yeah, Clint. <laughs> hey, we got him on. Clint. Huh? Like the weirdo in the bushes. There he lurks. <laughs> nah, forget that. I'm the one uh, in the Michael Myers mask standing like right outside the house. <laughs> <laughs> no knife or anything. You're just hanging out. You're wait, the guy. The wait, I don't have a knife? My window is made up. No, I, don't. Oh, I just assumed. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you have a knife. We took away your knife. You got a spoon. Because okay. you're not here to harm us. Well, not you guys. No. I I come armed with spork. <laughs> <laughs> the only man in the world that owns a metal spork. <laughs> well, oh, now I am. I had no <laughs> for it. Cliff, how have you been? While. I've missed you so much. I'm actually doing really good. Good. Well, at least the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, things were, you know, kind of crazy when my uh, sister-in-law passed. uh, Yeah. Sorry to hear about that. Thanks. uh, But then, uh, like, I, it's kind of weird because then, I mean, since then, like I started seeing somebody, I'm going for a promotion at work. Um, I went on vacation to Vegas. Nice, yeah, I, I saw that. How was it? Oh, dude, I fucking love Vegas. <laughs> like we all need to go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> well, I'm I met my buddy Damien out there, and then his wife and kid. Um, we went to this monster truck show that they go to every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it turned out by awesome coincidence um, that at the Luxor there, they were opening a brand new esports arena that same weekend. Nice. So I got to catch a bunch of the grand opening festivities of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we still got to get nice. together around here. <laughs> no kidding. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and see, but seeing since that hasn't happened, I'm thinking if we actually plan it out, like we would have <laughs> to go to Vegas, Vegas. right? Yeah, like hey, we all live within an hour of each other. Obviously, we can't get together, so let's fly four hours away <laughs> go to so Vegas. we can all hang out. <laughs> well, yeah, I clearly, mean, you, you see my logic. It, it makes sense. I'm, I'm tracking. Oh shit! All right, Clint. Um, now you you've been on our show now because you're on it right now. You have been the most um, recent guest of our show. 
So I'm going to assume that every listener who has been a part of this freaking show knows who you are. But just in case of the newcomers who haven't been around so often, can I want to give an idea of uh, tell everyone who you are? Okay. okay. Um, so wait, we've like done the show intro and everything already. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're in the like, show. I didn't oh, know we were like jumped right in. Okay. Oh, no, oh, in we show. jumped right in. Yeah, we we didn't even segue to bring you on. We just brought you on. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually awesome. This is the second time I've been brought onto a podcast. Well. Not knowing that the podcast was going on. <laughs> yeah, Travis yep. has been drinking, so I didn't want to pause. <laughs> I'd say thank you, fear. Jesus. <laughs> the podcast equivalent of being invited in to just go ahead and take your pants off. <laughs> well, oh, not for nudity, just breaking bads better in your underwear. Taking <laughs> off, you mean to assume that we we're wearing pants to begin with? Oh, that's just true. I mean, if you're going from public into private. Yeah. I could have yeah, sworn. No, but, but, but even then. No, so anyway, you guys, uh, anybody who doesn't know me, uh, my name is Clint. I am uh, host of the Geek Dig podcast and future overlord of Earth. Damn right. <laughs> you know, it was weird because I was just on um, Little Geek Lost uh, last week. And I was never on Little Geek, uh, Little Geek Lost before. Awesome show. If you guys haven't listened to it, definitely check that out. Uh, when I started, when I started, like you know, she, uh, Mandy, the host of it, uh, called me on Skype, and we started talking and everything. And I was like, "Yeah," I was like, you know, well, hopefully the show goes great because I really don't know too many topics I can talk about. She's like, "Well, you know, we're in it right now," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." I thought this ten minute conversation was just us, you know, just chatted about planning this out, but no, and you know what? It worked out perfect that way, and that's kind of why I decided that we're not gonna do a, uh, a plug a promo and bring back a guest. We're just gonna fucking dive right into that shit. And plus, yeah, I've been drinking vodka all fucking afternoon. So what? <laughs> For the first time in uh, three months? What? So you've just been drinking vodka all afternoon. Mm, yeah, you're like, like you're three months into keto, right? Yeah, but... Hold on a second. Where are we at now, Joe? Where are you at? We're on you April say? 1st. I get April that. But, but, okay, so... I'm saying you haven't sat around and drank all afternoon... Since you started keto. Oh, no, that's not true. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, I just no. assumed. Oh, yeah. No, I, because of keto, I can only drink vodka and water with a lemon and lime in it. Ah. So when I do drink, that's what I drink. And I yes. do drink a lot of it. So, but yeah, but no, again, within the three months of keto and everything since January. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I may have like one beer in like the last three months. And, Ever since then, it was just, you know, it was obviously that whiskey on the uh, season one episode we did that I didn't enjoy. Um, I had the Kielikai and soda on that same day. But no, it's just been vodka and water and stuff. But yeah, I mean, the thing that worries me is it's one of those things like when you find a good drink and it's kind of dangerous because you kind of keep throwing it back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because people say it tastes just like water. This is literally water. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, i telling you right now. Go sound good. <laughs> so um Clint Yes I just wanted to say your name again. Aw. That was it. Well it that sounds so it. sexy when you say it. All right. Hey Clint. Ooh. I know, right? Gives you just those like weird feels. Right. Yeah. Well before we turn this into anything weird at one nine hundred should uh fucking be called. Colin you did win the uh, freaking flicks last time. 
Okay. So you are the host of this round of Freaking Flicks. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell everyone, well, you know, take the reins, be the host, tell everyone what we're doing here, tell them what the movies we're going to do, and then um, decide who you want to go first. Okay, is everybody ready? That's all I got to ask. <laughs> I am absolutely ready. I'm actually I'm really a... excited about mine. I would volunteer to go first if you like. Well, well let's before we get there. Hold I'm, on. I'm, 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 I'm so ready to go, you have no idea. Okay, so I'm like a I'm like a teenager with my first boner. I am so ready to fucking go right now. <laughs> this episode of Freaking Flicks that we're bringing back is this round is going to be. I gave them each a a movie that does not have a sequel, and they were to give it a sequel. Not only were they to give it a sequel. They were supposed to give it an M. Night Shyamalan plot twist. <laughs> so, with that, let's get started. Um, let's. Uh, Travis will be doing Mrs. Doubtfire. Joe will be doing The Goonies. And Clint will be doing E.T. Um, and to get this started, as Travis already volunteered, he will go first. Awesome. Okay, so... So it's just gonna be called Mrs. Doubtfire too. Nothing, nothing too special about it. Um, basically, it starts out now. Mrs. Doubtfire ended with him, you know, having his own TV show, being Mrs. Doubtfire and everything, and that's kind of like where it kind of picks up. But you know, years down the road. Um, just to kind of give you a little side note here, I took a lot of the idea for this from Hook, and you'll see what I mean here in a minute. Okay. So, um, Robin Williams' character. Uh, dives really, uh, he really dives into his job. He makes it like his life, kind of like I did in Hook. That's the only reason, but that's the only part turned into Hook. Anyways, so he dives into his job and everything. He makes his career, you know, he's doing it for like decades. His kids at this time, uh, they have kids of their own. Never met them, never had any involvement in their life because as he dove into this job, he kind of like drifted away from his family. So, you know, his son, Went on to have, you know, his own life, got married to this uh, lovely woman, and they had a couple of kids of their own. Well, Rob Williams finally realizing that he doesn't really give enough time to his family like he should because, you know, he's, you know, the show kind of like ran his course, they're canceling, he's kind of done, he realized he has nothing else to do. So he reconnects with his son. And I know you're thinking, hey, what about the daughter? Don't worry about the daughter. I'm not involved in this story. Um, so there's a son. She gets married. He connects with the son. Hey, listen, you know, I know I have grandkids. I want to be part of the lives and everything. But the problem is the wife wants him to have nothing to do with the grandchildren because he was never there. And for them to be involved in their life all over again would just do nothing but cause problems. He's like, no, I don't want your father part of the life. It's not going to happen. So the dad, you know, the kid relays to Rob Williams, says, hey, listen, you know, this is what she said. I don't know what to tell you and everything. You know, they're having lunch, you know, Ron Williams is all sad and shit, and it sounds like, well, I gotta go, you know, because we're gonna interview some nannies and stuff for the kid. Boom! Ron Williams has a plan. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. 2.0, if you will. Uh, son knows about it, because, you know, he knows the history of him doing it. Girl never saw a television show, because the television show only got uh, broadcasted in London, because that's where he was at. There in America. So, they, uh, he gets dressed up as Mrs. Doubtfire, goes to the interview and everything. Wife absolutely loves him. They fucking hire him and everything. 
So, you know, he's doing the Doubtfire thing with the kids, you know, doing the British chat and everything, doing quirky things, and, you know, blah, blah, just being Mrs. Doubtfire. Pretty similar to the first episode. Okay. So, as you're going on and everything, there comes a point where he accidentally talks in his normal voice in front of the mom. <laughs> and she's like, wait, what happened? Wait, what? <laughs> and she knew it. She knew the voice. He's like, oh. So he freaks out, right? Just fucking books it. Just fucking runs away. <laughs> because that's the only answer he had for it. No, no, you know, stop the fame. Just fucking booked it and shit. He gets back to his apartment and everything, and his phone keeps ringing. His phone keeps ringing. But it's not like a ring ring. It's like a buzz noise, okay? Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, I hear a voicemail. And you hear this, you just hear his voice, like, are you there? Are you there? All of a sudden, like, it just changes the scene. And it turns out that Robin Williams' character was never really Mrs. Doubtfire in this uh, world. But what happened was he was so involved in the TV show, he became Mrs. Doubtfire. End of the movie. Oh, he's he's a mental ward, by the way. He he lost his mind, so yeah. Oh, the end. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, so I, I kind of I, the the end of Shamrock thing was kind of confusing for me. I'm like, how am I gonna turn fucking Mrs. Doubtfire into a plot twist? I'm like, you know what? The only logical thing to do is make this all in his head. Like he was trying to find a way, like what he could do, and then boom, this is what happened. But as it turns out, he believes himself to be a Mrs. Doubtfire, hundred percent. Oh, and a mental ward. So, end of movie. Nice. Nice. Very good. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm going to lose that. again now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that is an M. Night nice Shyamalan kind of plot twist, right? That's what we're going for? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say. I would agree. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. I just, I was so pumped about my story. I had to go first. About it. I know. I know. When I first said it, you're like, uh, what the fuck's an M. Night Shyamalan plot twist? Well, the thing is, like, I mean, I, okay, I remember seeing The Village, and I never really knew M. Night Shyamalan fucking did it, and I'd never seen Sixth Sense. Mm. But concept we said, like, you know, and spoiler alerts for those who haven't seen those movies, we said, oh, because Bruce Lewis ends up being dead the whole time, or the village ends up just being in modern time, but people don't want to live in that community or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's basically like a 180 of the entire fucking movie that I could do. Yeah. So, plus, yeah. making it a sequel was a lot easier than trying to remake it with a plot twist, because I wouldn't have known how to do that. Yeah. But a sequel I could definitely fucking do. Yeah, I hear you. So, so thank you. Yeah, very good. Oh, do we have any volunteers for going second? Sure. Okay. I will go. Okay, so... E.T. the sequel. I didn't give it an actual sequel title. (laughs) So, we'll call it, like... E.T. 2 or something. <laughs> Perfect. E.T. Phoned Home. <laughs> so... E.T. Phone Dome. Gross. Mm. E.T. Chrome Dome. He's old <laughs> now. <Ooh>. Nice. <laughs> no, so... <clears throat> the movie starts back in 1982 in the final scene of E.T., and we see E.T. 
with a lit finger touching Elliot's forehead and just saying, I'll be right here. And, you know, you see him board the ship and it departs and everybody's all smiley and happy as the, the little rainbow shows up and... The movie kicks in then uh, modern day, you know, some 30, like 35 years later. And Elliot is working as an author. Um, He pretty much keeps to himself. Um, mostly because um, he'd been writing since E.T. left, you know, for back home back in 1982, just as a way of uh, psychologically coping with his extraterrestrial experience. Um, And since he never again felt the same around other people, um, he preferred to just keep his distance from them because he could never truly fit in. Um, There was just something that triggered from the first movie when he was with his, um, or with that psychic connection that he had to E.T. It changed him forever. Uh, So anyway, come night, you know, we see the same forested area. We revisit the same forested area as we did in 1982. And a ship comes back down. And E.T. has come back down in search of Elliot. Um, E.T. needs Elliot's help in order to save himself and his people. Um, <gasps> E.T. uses... Uh, that psychic connection because it's still it's still linked and he uses this connection to explain an evil power has risen and threatens his people and that only Elliot possesses the tool necessary to help bring an end to the injustice um so he convinces Elliot to come home with him and you know he's like E.T. Elliot come home (laughs) So they arrive on E.T.'s home planet um, and he's brought to a room where, you know, there's a sort of a council of the leaders sitting around and they they start through E.T. because he has the connection they otherwise don't under. Elliot doesn't otherwise understand what they're saying, so they're kind of speaking through E.T. Um, Asking him about his writing, um, specifically um, his work in science fiction. Now, he's unsure how he's helping everything and how this has to do with anything. Um, And the only response that they'll give him is... Uh, you hold the key to balance. All right. And, and they say, okay, n- now we we need to bring you before 
you know, we need to bring you before uh, the people and we need you to, you know, speak to the people and we, we need to rally together. So they bring him into this huge round room and there's just delegates from many systems, many planets <laughs> and just more aliens than he's ever seen <laughs> or pictured in one room. And he's asked to, he's actually asked to tell tales of star Wars. Um, they want him to, you know, talk about, you know, his knowledge of the events of the, of the series, as well as, uh, the books that he had written for the expanded universe before Disney, you know, determined that the uh, expanded universe was only legend. Uh, and he does. Everybody's getting riled up and excited and, you know, they they seem to have a lot of hope and he doesn't understand why. Um, and it's at this point that we get our twist. Um, E.T. tells him that um, all of his writings, especially of the Star Wars persuasion, were not his own ideas, um, but through the psychic bond that E.T. placed when um, Elliot was just 11, um, that he maintained that connection through the years and fed Elliot basically the chronicles of the history uh, that was going on because he knew that in order to take down the dark side once and for all, um, he wanted to have a record of everything um, untouched, you know, just an accurate historical record so that they could, you know, dig deep into the truth to see what was, uh, what was going on. And, you find out that E.T. is basically able to do this because E.T. himself is a Jedi. Nice. And he and you find that he's closely related to Yoda. Um, and then you get a flashback to the first movie uh, when it's Halloween and you see them walking down the street and E.T. seems to recognize the Yoda. And he starts going after him. Home, home. <laughs> and you also find out right then that George Lucas was originally tasked with, you know, chronicling everything, but decided to put his own spin on things and completely fuck up the universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three twists. I love it. Yeah. So... They had chosen Elliot because they felt that they could get the most faithful representation of the message. Okay. So that that was E.T. Part 2. Nice. Love it. Like Presumably that. he's played by, like, Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> actually, um, Henry Thomas himself has been doing a little bit of acting again. Oh, I so they were that. able to get... A, a couple little roles here and there, and they they convinced him to come out of retirement for ET two. Nice. 
You know what's weird is he, how much he actually still he looks like Tom Cruise though. He's like I, a mix of Tom Cruise and Paul Rudd. <laughs> I can see that, but I didn't. I didn't want my movie to suck, so I didn't even <laughs> think about Tom Cruise. No, that's fair. Sorry, I was thinking uh, a a fourth fold-in plot point could be uh, that it's also how uh, Scientology got going. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I like this. But just popped into my head. It's it's probably from oh, Alien Planet. But. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good idea. I like it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I dig it though. That's cool. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Man, good job, Clint. I always love when you come on here, man, because like you always make our movies look like shit. <laughs> well, but but it, it's a good thing. Oh, always. Last man. time I made Collins look good. <laughs> oh shit! Move around, well, I guess it's, yeah. Guess oh, it's my turn. Yeah, it's your turn, Joe. <laughs> oh, I'm so <laughs> nervous. I'm so nervous. Uh, I yeah, feel like follow, I really got to be a letdown going last. Follow that. Follow that one there, Joe. I know, right? All I, right. So Goonies. I hate. Hold on a second, real quick. That's yeah. why I hate following Clint. <laughs> Right, it's like it's like it's like putting the opening act on after Seinfeld. You know, it's like yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just be permanently put last. You should always be last. <laughs> I feel like I should always go first because mine are always the worst. <laughs> you should have volunteered then. I know. Well, I was panicking. I should have gone first because Travis yeah, stole. You my were ending. panicking. <laughs> I was. I was panicking. <laughs> I just wanted to go first because my fucking ice is melting. So <laughs> you gotta read. You gotta go top up your ice while we're talking. All right. <laughs> like let me let me walk away from my own show to get more ice. <laughs> All right, Goonies two. So uh, uh, setting still 1985, uh, but it's a it's a new group of kids. Uh, maybe there's a Sean Astin cameo that uh, implies that he is. Uh, maybe these kids are, are somehow related to the other kids uh, in some way, uh, but it's never it's never explicitly stated. Uh, just just the kind of thing that's out there to uh, to bug the internet conspiracy theorists. Uh, uh, similar similar situation. Kids' uh, uh, parents are struggling. Uh, he feels really uh, poorly understood. Uh, decides to run away and join the circus. On his way to join the circus, uh, maybe he brings a few of his friends with him, and uh, they meet a, a group of interest, interesting characters that are... Uh, uh, you know, maybe uh, there's uh, there's one guy who is uh, real weird, kind of uh, scary looking, little little too hairy for uh, for the comfort of children. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, nice guy. You know, take helps them. You know, on their way. Another person they run into is uh, uh, a couple of sisters who are. Uh, uh, very kind to them and uh, uh, almost seem to be connected at the hip because uh, they're they're just that close. Uh, 
Maybe they meet another person along the way who is uh, almost supernaturally tall. Uh, real uh, freaks them out a little bit, but they're just, you know, whatever. Maybe they they run into a supermarket. He helps helps them get something off the top shelf, and uh, then they steal it. They shoplift so they can survive another night. Uh, eventually, they make it to the circus, and, uh, uh, you know, they, they realize that uh, everything they needed to become themselves was with them the whole time. Uh, but while they're at the circus, they, uh, they meet, they meet the cast of characters again. And it's actually like, uh, like a wolf man, uh, Siamese twins and, uh, a giant. Uh, and also there at the circus is a strong man and it turns out it's sloth from the first movie. And, uh, they realize that Sloth, even though he's having a good time as a strong man, is being pretty horribly mistreated by the uh, the circus people. And so what they decide to do is they're going to break Sloth out of the circus and bring him home with them. And so uh, they, they join the circus and they embark on this plot to uh, get Sloth out of there. And they, they enlist the help of these interesting characters. And uh, eventually they make it home and they sloth in tow. And uh, uh, turns out the parent of the child is actually Chunk, grown up inexplicably. Nice. And uh, it ends very similarly with, uh, you're going to stay with us now, sloth. And then... Uh, there's almost like a fog that covers the screen. Uh, and it pans out to an image of a, a puzzle being put together. That's a picture of a big top tent. And it's sloth in a mental institution, imagining what it would be like to have a home to go to. Nice. Wow. <laughs> And it turns out the first movie was uh, 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 it was him putting together a pirate ship puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very cool! That Joey, is, I, like that. I like it. Yours is my favorite, man. Because <laughs> like your, your plot twist just pretty much made the first episode or the first movie like it never happened. Yep. Like yeah. not only. Did, not only did you take away from the concept that what really happened in the second movie wasn't true, but the first movie as well. Loved it. Yep. So I like to imagine they're his childhood friends before uh, he had some sort of horrible, disfiguring accident. Oh. <laughs> but that's never made in impl- explicit by the movie either. Or what if it was something like the movie Identity, where all the different characters were... I like um, that movie. <laughs> Individual representations of his personality, like he had multiple personalities, Ooh, and each one of those kids was a different aspect of his personality. I like that. I also thought about maybe uh, uh, Chunk is like his brother, his kid brother. Mm. And uh, but he only remembers him, you know, either as he was when they were children or as he is when he visits him now. But uh, he always hopes he's going to be able to go home. So I also thought about making it. Uh, he actually is Chunk. Oh, oh, I would. And, like and it's his mind's way of getting back to himself. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> That's what he actually looked like before he was disfigured? Yeah, maybe he got kicked yeah. real hard in the face by a horse <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah, and because and because of the way that Chunk's always telling stories and stuff, that's actually the dominant personality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot there. There's lots of, lots of possibilities. But yeah, that's my general plot idea. Like it. Thank you. Very awesome. It's fun. Uh yeah. So that uh, ends our. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it was just it was an awkward pause and then we just it just sounded like you forgot you were hosting this no i i wasn't i didn't forget that i just no 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 it just i'm not saying you did i'm saying it sounded like like it was yeah. strongly implied that you didn't remember <laughs> yeah i understand yeah no go ahead go ahead you're doing good um but yes that ends our segment of freaking clicks this week and this uh time uh, we will put a poll on our Twitter where you, as guests, as guests, as uh, listeners, can vote and you decide which show did you like the best. Did you like Travis's uh, Mental Ward, Mrs. Doubtfire? Did you like the Star Wars E.T. or did you like uh, Mental Hospital Goonies? You make the decision, and you let us know. I just just like how all of our uh, plot twists have to do with somebody being fucked up in the head. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, Elliot wasn't insane. (laughs) He he had alien implants. He had alien implants. (laughs) That is the best argument in the world. He's not crazy. Aliens put shit in his head. <laughs> oh, that makes me think of the Futurama guy with the foil hat. <laughs> he wasn't disturbed on his own accord. Oh, my God. <laughs> Joey. Joey, mark that. Or whoever's doing the show notes. That's our show title. What's that? He's not crazy. Aliens put shit in his head. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, fuck. Doing it now. It's such a good day. Yeah, let's see that one get past the uh, iTunes censors. Right? <laughs> right, God. Oh, shit, Clint. I'm not sure if you heard or not, but uh, we're on Spotify now. Ooh, I had not heard. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. It was it was crazy. I just like, you know, what the hell? I'll give it a shot. And boom, there it was. Like, fucking a month later. They take forever to fucking approve shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, like, they do. Like iTunes put me on in like a day. They didn't give a shit. <laughs> They're like, sure, why not? You know, we got enough shit to bury you with, whatever, you know? <laughs> but uh no, I was excited. I found everyone on Spotify and everything. I'm so I'm so excited. So yeah. I know it's 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 such a good feeling, isn't it? It is. I mean it, it it's one of those things where like it, it feels like you are achieving stuff. Like you're not just sitting still. Yeah. And, like Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's cool. You know, you sit there and you start out with Podbean, and then you end up with fucking iTunes, and then you go to Google Play Music, and then you do, you know, Spotify. And I barely mention Stitcher anymore, because I hear rumors that they put fucking, uh, like, advertisements in the middle of your fucking podcast and shit. They do, uh, but, or so I've heard. 
The funny thing is, when I've listened to podcasts on Stitcher, I've never actually experienced that on the shows that I've listened to. Yeah, I just I've I've only heard of it happening. Like I've never listened to my show on Stitcher. I've always listened to it on Google Play or iTunes. I mean, I, mean, I haven't listened to Geek Dig, but I'm just saying because I used to use Stitcher all the time, and any podcast that I listened to through there never had an ad. Yeah, I listen to Geek Dig on Google Play Music. Ah. I do. So you're the one. So you're the one. (laughs) I'm the one percenter. (laughs) How how how's uh, uh, geek dig geek dig going for you, man? Uh, well, the last couple weeks it kind of hasn't. I know that's what that's kind of was getting at because I mean, the last time you guys uploaded one was in February. Yeah. Or yeah. No, it was it was March March sixteenth or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We we just. We had to take a couple weeks off. Um, what happened was um, that Monday before I ended up working, um, the Monday before Vegas, and I ended up working and I ended up having a lot of shit going on. And I was gonna try. I, I was gonna try to record. Actually, I did record something with a couple uh, friends that are starting a different podcast. And it was more an episode of theirs, but I was going to do, you know, some creative cutting and, you know, kind of do a little, you know, my own little spin. Mm-hmm. And then somebody attempted to steal my identity. Ooh. Oh, my. Yeah. So I kind of <laughs> got focused and distracted by that. That uh, makes sense. Oh, yeah. uh, Basically, what happened was I was at work and I got a text message and an email saying that my direct deposit information had been changed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm changing like I, I was changing like every single password and um, there was an app for the um, for the payroll group that we you know, use that manages it, you know, and I can, I can see all my stubs and everything through there. I deleted it from my, you know, I ended up deleting that from my phone after changing the password and got in contact with human resources and, um, like actual payroll. And I changed all my information back because I found that the account number and routing number had actually been changed. Oh shit. And I was getting ready to get paid in like a day from when that happened. <laughs> so had I not looked into it or just ignored it, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten paid, which would have sucked because I was in Vegas like when my check went through. <clears throat> so that would have been bad. Um, but then we just didn't record this past week because um, – you know, we record on Mondays, and that was the night that I came back from Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Steve had some stuff going on with uh, work and stuff and just some projects that he was uh, putting a lot of extra time into. So we just decided that we needed a couple weeks off. But we are recording again tomorrow, and it will be it will be going up. So next week there will be a new Geek Dig. Good. Good. And, you know, it was one of the things like actually Mandy mentioned uh, when I was uh, guest spotting on Lou Geek Lost that, 
you know, with podcasting, it's like you're not you're not set to have to do something, you know, at a set time every single week. You know, you, you have the ability to, you know, put a show out when you want, record a show when you want and do something like that. Like you're not contracted to have to do something. You know, and that's and that's what's pretty cool about doing this. Like, you know, you are able to be doing this, you know, whenever you want. And if you want to take Flexible. a couple weeks off, so be it. Exactly. You know, like I was telling Colin earlier today when um, you know, we're hanging out. You know, I, I like this freaking show we have done weekly, you know, like since it started. I mean, there were what we missed like a week here or a week there or something like that. But you know, since you know October two thousand fifteen, we have recorded basically every single week. You know, minus what, maybe six weeks total out of the last fucking thirty-six months, Rodal was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, with uh, with the JFW podcast and everything, like a couple things happened. Uh, there was like one week where all uh, recording fucked up, but during two weeks, life just fucking happened, and we're almost at um, I think we're at nine months into this uh, podcast, but we only have like thirty-two of them, because we we understand like mutually between me and Jay that you know as much as we love doing the podcast and love wrestling and want to talk about it. You know, it can't become a priority over shit we have to do in our personal lives. You know, he has a family, a girlfriend and kids and work and all this stuff. And I hate talking about, I hate talking, you know, solo on fucking podcasts. To me, it's just, it's it's boring to me to try to talk about wrestling when I don't have someone to fucking bounce shit off of. So we fucking skipped a week. And it's not that big of a deal because, you know, it's it's our show. We can do what the fuck we want with it. You know, no one's one's telling me, like, hey, listen, you know, you need to do this by this time, by this day. Fuck that. You're your own boss. Exactly. And fuck people who steal people's identities and shit like that. You fucking trash. Assholes. Yes. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Well, it's like the fucking guy in Ohio who tried to buy a $900 fucking cell phone with my fucking debit card and then tried to put a fucking extra line on my Verizon plan. First off. What? Yeah. First off, I don't understand how Verizon, like, was it was okay with somebody in fucking Ohio Putting a plan, a line on my fucking plan. No idea. No fucking clue how that fucking worked. <laughs> Blew my mind. And I even asked him that. You know, when we're going through all this thing and I get my fucking bill and I see there's a brand new fucking number on there and shit like that. And I call him like, hey, curiosity, what's this fucking number? I'm like, oh, well, it looks like you added a line on your plan. I'm like, when? Oh, you did it three weeks ago in a, in a uh, Verizon uh, store in Ohio. Like, I haven't been to fucking Ohio in six years. <laughs> oh. I didn't know you've ever been to Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Cedar Point. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I was, I was a kid. It may have been more like 15 years, but I mean, the, the, the relevance of my time frame being there. Yeah. As long as it wasn't in the last fucking three months, it's a cool It it's a wasn't cool, you adding the line. It, was, it wasn't me going to Ohio and be like, oh my God, I'm at Cedar Point. I'm going to go on rides and fucking hit those roller coasters. I'm going to eat some cotton candy. Hey, let me add a line to my fucking Verizon plan while I'm here. No, it didn't fucking happen. <laughs> For no and one. They, yeah. And they're going through all these things and all shit. So, I mean, like, originally I knew about the $900 iPhone, but I knew about that before the fucking plan thing. Because Verizon, who fucking constantly sends me notifications about, hey, just let you know your bill's due in 14 days. Hey, just let you know your bill's due in seven days. Hey, just let you know your bill's due tomorrow. Hey, guess what? Your bill's due in 21 days. You know, they have no problem telling me I owe them fucking money. But I don't remember ever getting a text, a phone call, a fucking email or anything saying, are you authorizing an additional line onto your fucking plan? Yeah. Don't know how I fucking didn't get that email. No kidding. Um, but mm. I don't want to make this about me. This is Clint whose life got ruined, not mine. Yeah. Which <laughs> Verizon, I had something similar a couple years ago with Verizon. Really? Yeah. Um, so 
I'm at work, mm-hmm. and I get a message. Um, actually, I get an email. Um, that's an order confirmation, and somebody <laughs> ordered a ordered a phone, and uh, you know, just a bunch of accessories and stuff. And I'm looking, and I'm like, I did not do this. So I call, I call, I call them right away. And, um, I was having trouble getting into my account because somebody, uh, changed the password. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. my Verizon account actually got hacked. Jeez. So I was able to go through you know, the, the security things with them and get, get all that back and change the passwords. And then we were able to cancel the order and. Oh, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, I apparently don't have great luck. The only thing is I don't understand what's so special about my identity that everybody <laughs> fucking wants it. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but... Yeah, no, none taken. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Oh, well. So... So, Travis, I'm understanding you have a uh, lady friend now. I do have a lady friend. Yeah, it's it's exciting. It's new. It's awesome. I'm happy. It's a good feeling. Great. Person. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's, it's an amazing feeling. I'm mm-hmm. actually sharing your feeling right now. Not, right. not toward your lady friend, but toward mine. I'm, I'm happy for that, man. Yeah, no, it, it's really cool. It's a, it's a weird... Um, it's a weird situation how my relationship is right now. Um, it's something I, I can't talk about the situation in, but um, regardless of what it is, it's an awesome thing. Um, we are in a relationship. We are dating. Um, eventually, I can tell you more about it and who she is. I uh, can't do too much of it on the air, but she is real, for those of you who don't believe that. I can vouch. Callan's seen her. She's legit. She's amazing. She's funny. She's way too hot for me. So, I mean, like, it's fucking crazy. But, yeah, she's, uh, no, trust me, she's way too fucking hot for me. Uh, a, a Soviet spy. <laughs> yeah, she got me. I, I got it's be. Jennifer Lawrence. You got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ended up with J-Law, you know? So, but no, she, yeah, she's really cool. I, and it's weird because, um, every time I talk to somebody about her or, like, even when I post <laughs> about her and, um, the, uh, the weight loss journals that I post about, um, I give her a lot of credit for helping me with like this whole diet journey and keto thing here, even though she tells me she doesn't do anything for it. She's just there to support. Like she does so much for me. Like she doesn't even fucking realize, you know, between like finding the recipes of like dinners that I could actually make and, you know, keeping me in check. I'm fucking not eating junk food and shit like that. I like um, when I heard that today, I was just like, that's like amazing that she does that. Yeah. Just because, I mean, like, I understand if you guys have been, like, for a while, but mm -hmm. this is, like, a new budding relationship. Yeah. And it's just like, bam, you're helping me out with this? This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's such an amazing feeling. It's So it's really cool that she's able to do that stuff and everything. Um, Joey, you haven't met her yet, um, but I can't wait for you to. And Clint, I, I can't wait for you to meet her either. She is... 
she's just an awesome person and she makes travesty a better person which i mean i know i'm an awesome guy and i'm a pretty amazing fucking dude but she makes me like more on like uh like a personal emotional kind of level like a lot happier like i don't i don't feel like getting up in the you know in the morning and being like fuck today like i haven't felt like that since uh, you know our relationship started so it's such a cool fucking feeling that's awesome yeah yeah but tell me uh Tell me, tell me about your uh, your lady friend, man. Well, uh, her name's Kate. Uh, she's an uh, elementary school uh, mu- music teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't sound for a second like you said Anne. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was... Oh boy. Oh, I, I, I wanted. I wanted. I. I was tempted to say junior high, but because I think she <laughs> does go up to like sixth grade or something. But uh, yeah. So nice. she's a music teacher, and That's she. Uh, and she That's works cool. with. And she works with the choir at her church, and. Uh, she, she's just. Awesome. Um, it's kind of funny how we actually met. We. <laughs> um. You know, as you guys know, I've been pretty. I don't want to say set on being single, but, you know, I was just not. Content. I was not actively seeking anything. Yeah. Um, well, a friend of mine, um, you know, you know, well, thank his intentions and all, but, you know, his delivery of it was a little bit annoying. Um, he's like, he's like, dude, you know what your problem is? You just need to fucking get laid. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm doing just fine on my own. He's like, no, you're not. You're an asshole. He's like, you need to loosen up. He's like, so he's like, here's what you're going to do. I'm like, wait, you think you can suddenly start telling me what to do? He's like, listen to me. I'm like, okay, I'll hear you out. And he's like, you need to download Tinder on your phone, and you need to go on there, and you just need to start swiping right on people until somebody responds. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) And he kept harassing me until I did. And sure enough... Um, when I finally put myself, you know, when I finally downloaded the app, cause I got to the point where I was just like, dude, Tom, if I do this, are you going to shut up? <laughs> I was like, will you finally leave me alone? Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm just making sure you actually do it. I'm like, fine. I was like, if it'll get you to shut up, I'll do it. And here I'm thinking, okay, I can just swipe on a couple of profiles and just delete the app and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Well, damn it if Kate wasn't one of the first people that I came across. <laughs> and she just seemed really sweet. So, of course, I was going to swipe right. And then I get a notification uh, through the app that she swiped as well and, you know, prompted me to send a message. So we start talking, and 
yeah, she ended up just being really sweet. And, you know, we were texting a lot. And our first phone conversation, this was, this was how I knew that I was going to definitely want to pursue something here. Mm-hmm. Because our first phone conversation was two and a half hours. Wow. And both of us at the end even stated to each other that I mean, the only reason we cut the conversation off was because we both had shit we needed to do. Right. And, but we both said that we still felt like we, you know, had a lot more that we could say. Like we talked for two and a half hours and didn't run out of things to talk about. That's awesome. That's really cool, man. And I was like, oh my God, she is somebody that I can talk to. Nice. So I thought that... No, no pressure or anything, but that's how it was when I met my wife. Oh wow, awesome! Yeah, Man. we never, we never ran out of th- anything to talk about, and so it just sort of worked out. That is so cool. And I always told myself I wanted somebody that I'd be able to communicate with, because that is the key from what I've observed as far as you know being key to a successful relationship is so many. Fights and uh, escalations can be avoided. Yeah, we'll just say that. So many escalations can be avoided mm-hmm. by proper communication. <laughs> Absolutely. And the other thing that really got me, and I think it's probably still one of the most amazing things about her, is uh, when Ginger, my sister-in-law, uh, went into the hospital and ultimately passed away. Um, when Ginger went into the hospital was when we were supposed to have our first date. Mm. And she was very, you know, she was very supportive and very encouraging through everything. And, you know, here's some guy she hadn't even been out on a date with, you know, just talked to for, you know, a bit. Like, maybe just over a week, you know. All of a right. sudden, I've got all this stuff going on, and I'm busy, and I'm just not able to get together. And she was just so cool and so understanding, and ended up just being tremendously supportive. Nice. And I knew right then that she was quality. Yeah, absolutely. Good deal, man. That's, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Thank you. And. Oh man, she it there there was one thing that actually happened that was kind of funny. Um she had she, uh she had gone out with a friend of hers uh one night and I was over at a friend's house. A group of us got together to play rock band. And there was enough of us there um that were vocalists uh that we decided we were going to attempt Bohemian Rhapsody. Nice. So I texted Kate and I told her, uh, hey, it looks like we're getting ready to do Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> so she responds, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the Fandango? Nice. So I replied, naturally, Thunderbolt of Lightning, very, very frightening me. And then we proceeded to Galileo and then there was a Magnifico. and Nice. Yeah, so we just started texting the lyrics to each other. 
all the while, like every time my phone got off or like went off, I'm like getting all smiley and giddy and uh, nice. The, this girl that was there, um, our buddy Jason's wife, Jenny, uh, she she looks at me and she's like, "You're texting a girl and you're possibly in love with her." I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, love is a very strong word, and I'm like, how'd you know it's a girl? The way that you're lighting up every time your phone rings? I'm like, yeah, I can't help it. She's awesome. But Nice. But it was funny because um, at the end of the uh, lyrics, I sent her a picture of... Um, the scene from Wayne's World where they're in the car and they're headbanging to it. <laughs> and she responds, oh my god, yes, that's one of my favorite movies. Nice. You know, and of course to also find out that she also appreciates Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And oh, our, our second date, we went to a bookstore. And um, when we were over in the children's section, we decided to find um, a very memorable book from our childhood and then read it to the other person. Was it the Phantom Tollbooth? No. <laughs> uh, mine was the Berenstain Bears, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because nice. I remember reading that to my sister because she was three years younger. So I remember... Uh, reading that to her when she was like three or something. Because I, I learned to read very early. Um, but anyway, uh, the book that she picked was called I Love You Forever. And oh, I, I love that book. She said every time she came up to the song, she would actually sing it. Oh, nice. And it was so cute. Adorable. Oh, seriously, I am like totally smitten here, you guys. <laughs> I did not, I did not think that she would be able to uh, tame the savage beast. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. What, what we're gonna have to do is then is like all four of us are gonna have to get with our significant others, and we're all gonna have to go do a group thing one day. Yes, definitely. Right. I'm about it. Yeah. That'd be fun. We 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 gotta plan. We gotta at least plan that, you know. And that way, all four of them can talk about how annoying we are. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, well, she, she's already been interrogated. Our, on our um, I think it was our fifth. Yeah, our, our fifth date. We did live band karaoke, and a couple of my friends that are regulars for the karaoke showed up. And I get up to go to the bathroom, and my buddy Sean just looks at Kate, and he's like. So what are your intentions with our Clint? <laughs> and of course, I didn't find this out until last night when we went to see Ready Player One, which, by the way, is an awesome fucking movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've been uh, wanting to go see it, too. Well, um, speaking of uh, movies, Colin, why don't, we, uh, why don't we dive right into your... Uh... <laughs> Awkward flicks. Okay. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another segment of Awkward Flicks. 
It's that little segment of our show where I review a movie, I give you my thoughts on it, and whether or not you should go see it and give it my awkward score. Um, this week, uh, I'm remo- uh, reviewing an older movie, not that old. Uh, it's Nomeo and Juliet. It came out back in 2011. It's basically Romeo and Juliet, but with garden gnomes. So, <laughs> um, it it's exactly what you think it is. It's, think of Romeo and Juliet, garden gnomes. Legitly have Romeo and Juliet, just Romeo. Um, it's the their garden gnomes for actual humans, whose name are the Capulets and the Montagues. Um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It was a pretty good movie. A um, little weird, but overall it was good. It's, like I said, it's Romeo and Juliet, so it's two fighting families. In this movie, it's the Reds versus the Blues, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Romeo's part of the Blue family, Juliet's part of the Red family. Um, and it, they have the names of some of the characters... Uh, like Tybalt, that's character straight out of, uh, the movie. So, and the funny thing is they have a statue in a movie of William Shakespeare, who wrote Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) So, um, it was pretty good. Uh, a little weird, um storyline wise with uh like it takes place in london and then you just randomly have a hispanic speaking flamingo which was kind of threw me off but uh yeah that's kind of out of nowhere (laughs) it's really weird um i mean they're not heavy on the english accents uh, Michael Caine's in it. I mean, so you can definitely hear his English accent. But, uh, yeah, he's, it's a, uh, like I said, set in England with a random Hispanic uh, flamingo. But, uh, and then they end up battling it out <laughs> and coming together in the end. Uh because they have the reds versus blues, the way that they kind of like battle each other without like the families battling is they race lawnmowers in the alley. (laughs) And what ends up happening is this one lawnmower ends up destroying the yards. And then the, like the Capulet and the Montague people, like they, they're butting heads too. They hate each other, so obviously the Garden Gnomes will hate each other. But after this, uh, Lawnmower destroys the yard, they come together and just like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. And it's a happy ending. Um, it doesn't end like how Romeo and Juliet ends. But uh, a very good movie. Um, not the greatest. So with it, I'm going to have to give it a three awkwards out of five. So with that, back to you, Travis. 
Is is that the lowest score you've given? Yes, I believe so. Nice. I think it's tied for something else with something else, but still three. Damn. Yeah, it's only three out of five. So. Yeah, but still. I no no. It's the <laughs> I believe the lowest one I've given. So. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Colin, what are you uh, what are you freaking on this week? This week I'm freaking on the fact that I <laughs> did my midterm yesterday. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say it. I love these quizzes that I have to take because I unlimited time to take these quizzes. I hand the midterm, get two attempts on it. Well, nice. if, if you, if you, and this is wrong in my, in my opinion on the school itself, but if you get the question wrong, like it will mark you wrong for your score. But they show all the correct answers along with what you marked as wrong. <laughs> so what? I didn't get correct answers on my quizzes. <laughs> like when I got them wrong, I had to go back and look them up. I did get to retake it though. That's on this class. On uh, <laughs> my other classes, I haven't got and they haven't showed the correct answer. <laughs> but so I mean, all you have to do is copy it to a Word document. Retake the thing. The questions are the exact same order, exact same selection. I mean, the answers are mixed up a little, but really makes it simple to go through and just get 100%. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> like my midterm last night, and, and there's still, those are the quizzes. There's still the actual projects that you have to do, so, and that's where most of your grade is. But, um, like, because I had this the multiple choice part of the midterm, which is what I could do on that. But I also had essay questions that I had to answer, so, and that there's no getting around that. So, yeah, that is what I was freaking on. Joe, how about you? Uh, I am freaking on the fact that I have to have a uh, first draft of a chapter of my thesis done uh, by sometime tomorrow. Aren't theses for doctorate programs? No, I mean, there's master's theses as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this is only uh, the the final paper that I'll be submitting in December is going to be between 60 and 90 pages long. Jeez, Joe. Whoa. Yeah, but that's only about uh, that's probably about half of what like a doctoral thesis would be. God. Are you gonna have any anybody oh. read it before? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got uh, well, I'm I'm as I as I finish stuff, I'm gonna let people read it just for feedback. But uh, yeah. I I also have like a committee and uh, an advisor and stuff. So. Oh, before actually turning it in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So. Should be fun, but, uh, you know, it actually has to get done now, which yeah. freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking around, Joe. Yeah, right? That's how <laughs> it goes. But, Clint, how about you? What are you freaking on this week? Well, um, I've just been, uh, let's see, uh, playing a couple of games. Uh, just kind of taking the time to get back into some gaming. Um. So I rented Far Cry 5, which came out this week, and I have just been playing a ton of that. Uh, 
it's kind of interesting going around and like killing cultists and like liberating people from this insane cult. It's very weird and interesting. <laughs> um, but then also playing uh, Sea of Thieves, which I have been waiting for to come out because I love just pirate stuff. That game does look like a lot of fun. Dude, it's I amazing. Just, you can get like your group of friends and just go be pirates. Yes. Barfing, and... singing music, playing instruments, everything. Oh, yeah. And it was hilarious because um, the other night I'm in a crew of four and I was at the time uh, I don't want to say captaining but I was the one driving Mm -hmm. so which normally people don't let me uh, control vehicles in games (laughs) because I'm I am literally hell on wheels the crazy driver uh huh (laughs) Yeah, and it was funny because I'm I'm just kind of looking off in the distance while they're on on land at this island, just trying to you know dig up a treasure, and I see this galleon just heading straight toward me, and my ship is anchored and everything, and it's just sitting here, and this dude's coming straight at us, like. Like, they're thinking, okay, this guy's got treasure. We're going to go and just kill him and take it. So, I end up, you know, thinking that they can sink the ship. Because if you have chests that you earned on your ship and it sinks, you lose them. Mm. So, I see this guy. I run and I raise the anchor and... I was able to, you know, turn it so that I'm, you know, heading kind of toward him, but not, like, dead center. I ram him, jump onto the... I jump onto their ship, and there was only two guys, and I killed them both. Nice. Because I got a cannon blast on the one, so the guy went down to uh, patch up the hole. So I killed the one guy, and I wait for the other guy to come out, and I took care of him. Nice. And, oh, it was so fun. It's... It's awesome. It's the one game where it just being an asshole pays off. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he, otherwise you don't just go around and just kill people and take their stuff. I mean, normally that's unsporting. <laughs> but in in a pirate simulator, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Right? So, yeah, I've I've been having fun sailing the Seven Seas and uh, taking down a fanatical religious cult. Nice. Yeah, Far Cry looks absolutely gorgeous. It is a good game. It's the best-looking Far Cry that I have paid attention to. Um, And this is the first Far Cry game that I'm really, like, digging into and playing. Nice. Um, I played... a like 15 minutes maybe into Far Cry 4 um, because I basically when the guy told me at the dinner table to just sit and wait for him I actually did so I actually unlocked the secret ending of the game and that was all I played (laughs) oh nice 
Nice. And then, uh, I did try to get or play Far Cry Primal, but I only got like an hour into it. Mm. And then I got mm -hmm. distracted by other shinies. Nice. Yeah. So, no, that that's me. I just, you know, but I mean, with everything else that's, you know, that's been going on, but, uh, you know, and I'm applying for a promotion at work and I had the phone interview this week. So I'm feeling, you know, very hopeful for that. Just, you know, and I found out that I lost a few more pounds. I've officially lost all of the weight that I gained back during school. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. So I lose like two more pounds and then I'm like totally back on track as far as like just for my like my mindset. Yeah. But, good deal. Yeah, so other than I mean that's it. You know, just things are going well and I'm just trying to kind of make things better. <laughs> nice. Good. Good deal. Travis, how about you? What are you freaking on this week? Um, actually well with tomorrow being off and everything, I'm actually apartment hunting up in Chicago because I am moving there for work. Ooh. What? Uh, <laughs> April Fools. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you wouldn't move to the city. Oh, no, he wouldn't. Especially if he's working in the town that I know he's working. Oh, yeah. He he'd be better off moving to my town. <laughs> Oh, had to get one in in the show. <laughs> as always, that was really good. Oh. As always, I am Travis Lee. I'm Awkward Cow. And I'm Geek Cast Joe. And I am Clint. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.